Hi, I'm Sally Prosser. Welcome to That Voice Podcast. Great to have you here. Take a breath and settle in. Practical tips and inspirational stories are coming your way to help you speak with more confidence, to grow your business, advance your career and be done with public speaking freakouts. As a former TV journalist and company spokesperson, qualified speech and drama teacher, spiritual life coach and TikToker, I know firsthand the power of using your voice with confidence. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back to That Voice Podcast. A huge welcome to you if you are here for the first time and welcome back if you are joining me once again. This is episode 133 and I am posing a critical question to you today. Who are you as a speaker? I feel like the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland. Who are you? (laughs) Now, here on That Voice podcast, I talk a lot about the importance of mindset. And I invite you to think about your voice and public speaking in brand new ways. I encourage you to speak affirmations, do mirror work, reframe your limiting beliefs, rewrite your speaking story. This goes even deeper. Because changing the way you think about something and changing your behavior in any area is challenging when the very thing you're wanting to change is part of who you are. It's part of your identity to perhaps hate public speaking and shy away from the spotlight and be someone who doesn't like their voice. And when it's part of who you are, your identity, your grip around these problems can be like a vice. And to release that latch on the vice, you may need to release part of who you are or who you thought you were or who you once were and decide you no longer want to be. We get to choose. You may think the things you do are just that, the things you do. It's the behaviours we have, external, totally independent to the internal and who we are. It's simply not true. Our external world is a reflection of our internal world. So this time last year, I embarked on Sober November. I'd been drinking a fair bit and I knew December had a lot of drinking in store for me with Christmas parties and all that. And the idea of going to an event and not having an alcoholic drink was simply not something my brain would comprehend. So I went cold stone sober for November last year. And surprisingly, I found it quite easy. (laughs) Like by December, even though I absolutely had a few champagnes, I really didn't want them. I definitely didn't need them. And going into the new year, into 2022, I was confused I could absolutely have non-alcoholic drinks, so why was I confused and struggling rather than celebrating this new healthy habit? And then it hit me, kind of like that drink that tips you over the edge. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, I don't have an alcohol problem. I'm having an identity crisis. You see, pretty much my whole life up to that point, I had labeled myself slash identified with, and this is important, what labels are you slapping on yourself? What box are you putting yourself in? So I had this label of being a blonde, busty, fun chick who's always up for a drink. 
I'm not a binge drinker or anything, you know. I just have a glass of wine or two every night like a normal person, right? And I could never be that person who said they weren't drinking. What is wrong with them? I'll never forget my year 12 English teacher once said to the class, girls, she was really posh and it was an all-girls Catholic school, (laughs) girls, never trust a sober. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Never trust a sober. My dad also drank a lot and so the programming around alcohol was strong, which is common in a lot of Australians, I'd say. Anyway, this was the challenge. It wasn't giving up the booze. It was changing my whole relationship with alcohol and to do so, letting go of the part of me who identified as being a drinker. And here's the pill that may be difficult to swallow. The truth is the reason these labels and problems grip us like the vice is because they do serve a purpose. People choose to have problems. God forbid, if they didn't have a problem, what the hell would they complain about? (laughs) And I'm not immune to this at all. I will say having the awareness of choosing to hang on to problems and realizing the victim is a role you choose, a part you can play. And when you get out of being at the effect of your life and into being the cause of your life, you're well on your way to releasing these problems. Your problems are the perfect excuse for why you can't live the life you want to live, for why you can't be the person you're meant to be. You know, if you start identifying as someone who's a confident, kick-ass speaker, whoa, you might be asked to get on stage, lead a meeting, take responsibility. Far easier sitting in the audience, hiding in the shadows, never even being considered as someone who'd be asked to speak, let alone someone to listen to. And herein lies the trade-off. What is it costing you to not be the speaker you want to be? What influence are you not having? If you're a business owner and you start consistently showing up on social media and podcasts and creating content and all that, whoa, you might need to actually play bigger and show up for your business. Take responsibility and accountability And this one is self-coaching for sure, because there are a few problems I'm hanging on to, to avoid stepping onto the world stage and making a massive impact in the way I want to on my mission to help every woman find her voice and have the confidence to use it in a meaningful way to create her impact. So why are you hanging on to your problems? Why are you choosing to label yourself in a way that's serving a purpose that's not your higher purpose? And maybe it's a belonging thing. If you get too big for your boots and start speaking really confidently, not just like this, you know, because you're cool and you don't want your friends or family to think that you're showing off or to think that you're better than them. And, you know, all those other stories you might tell yourself to avoid doing the things that need to be done, the things you want to do. And belonging was what it came down to for me with alcohol. It was this weird acceptance and relatability thing. I thought, if I'm not Sal, the massive boozer, then will people even relate to me? God, I don't want to get married or have children. Am I I just going professional counterculture here? (laughs) Will people think I'm just too good for them because I'm on my alcohol pedestal? Bloody hell, what's wrong with her? Ha 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 ha. (laughs) Those thoughts were exactly what I had in the past of people who didn't drink. 
The reality is that which you choose. Your internal world creates your external world. And once I recognized it wasn't my drinking behavior, it was the way I identified with sobriety, I wrote a new manifesto for who I was in relation to alcohol. I know this is going to sound like an AA introduction. This is what I started writing and saying in the mirror. Hi, I'm Sal, and I'm not drinking tonight. Not drinking alcohol is completely okay. And not that you need to declare or justify it to anyone else. I was declaring and justifying this to myself. I rang my wine club and reduced the subscription. Don't get me wrong, I still love a glass of red with Patrick on the balcony occasionally. And when we go for dinner, get this, we order by the glass. (gasps) Oh my God. I thought people who didn't order by the bottle were cheap killjoys. Listen to the labels I was putting on others and putting on myself. I thought people who didn't order wine by the bottle at restaurants were cheap killjoys. And like metaphorically tearing off the stickers of a box, I just let that shit go. We get to choose who we want to be and we get to make meaning of things to benefit our lives. My new alcohol story is bloody brilliant. I have an excellent relationship with alcohol now. It's a take it if the occasion suits and I feel like it. It's leave it if I feel like it. And, you know, in the past, I thought people who didn't drink had serious problems. And now I think people who don't drink are the smartest people in the room. My story has flipped. I have no issue saying yes to a drink. I have no issue saying no to a drink. It is not something that has a hold on me anymore. Mind you, in the past, I wouldn't have said it had a hold on me. However, there was no way I could go to a social event without having a wine while there. That's a hold. And this story can be mapped across to your speaking story and your speaking identity. Because as with my drinking, you know, you can spout every confident speaking affirmation under the sun. But if you fundamentally identify as someone who isn't a confident speaker, you won't have a robust long-term solution. Robust long-term solution. How corporate does that sound? (laughs) So instead of what should my mindset be before speaking, try... Who am I as a speaker? Who am I as a speaker? Grab your journal, throw your phone on record and start with, I am a speaker who. And you'll be able to see or hear if this identity, this story is helping you be the speaker you want to be. Just as I change my relationship with alcohol, you too can change your relationship with your voice and speaking. The word identity has its origins in the French, which means oneness or sameness. So all it is is bringing into alignment who you want to be as a speaker and who you are as a speaker. Being a heavy boozer was not in alignment with the direction my life is taking and the person I want to be. In my online course, Fear to Fierce, I guide you through rewriting your speaking story in a way that helps you change both the external behavior and the internal identity piece. So I give you all the pre-work to dig out your fears or your holds and also the prompts to write that new story. So if you're listening to this and having a holy shit moment, I don't identify as being a confident speaker who's worthy of using their voice. 
as someone who people listen to, as someone who has something valuable to say. I don't identify as being someone who has a voice that matters, who has a voice of significance. Am I someone who uses their voice to create impact in the world? If that is not who you are as a speaker and it's who you want to be as a speaker, do fear to fierce. I'll put the link in the show notes. This course is the ideal vehicle to help you flip the script on your speaking story, your speaking identity, so you can feel proud and get results because you know who you fucking are as a speaker. Well, I rarely drop the F-bomb on this podcast. Sorry, not sorry. This is how important it is. I know you have a voice worth hearing and a message worth sharing. So the question isn't just who are you as a speaker? It's what are you willing to do to become the speaker you want to be. Thanks for listening to That Voice Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with your people on social media and tag me at Sally Prosser Voice. And for episode details straight to your inbox, leave your email at www.thatvoicepodcast.com.